one, year number four. It's a Yank on the Footy with Craig Wessels. Let's all sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 282 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels, coming from Sandusky, Ohio. I'm thrilled that you're listening. In this episode, I'm going to be sharing my tips for round 23, and in a few minutes, we'll be joined by my mate, Mick Aussie, and we're going to take another adventure in how much Aussie slang does Mick remember having been living in Canada for the last quarter century. Now, don't forget, folks, if you're interested in having your local footy club getting a shout-out during an upcoming episode, please reach out to me at any one of my socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can shoot me an email at yankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can head over to my website, yankonthefooty.com. Leave me a note there as well. Also, I am going to be starting up my most memorable game series here very soon as well. So if you have a game that you will never forget, it's that one game that... that you sit down for a family gathering here in the United States. It might be Thanksgiving. Uh, and you consistently or annually reminisce about that game. And, you know, you reflect on it with friends and family who were there or you remind them about it. If you've got a story like that, I would love to sit down and talk with you. So reach out to me again on one of my socials at Yank underscore on on Twitter. Uh, reach out to me on my website, yankonthefooty.com, yankonthefootygmail.com, a Yank on the Footy podcast over on Facebook as well. Would love to set something up and sit down and talk with you about that. So let's jump into the new episode here. But today's club of the episode are the Turner's Beach Football Club of the Northwestern Football Association in Tasmania. Now, the Seagulls were founded back in 1971. Uh, from what I was able to gather, they've won four premierships during their uh, their time uh, this weekend, in fact, on Sunday, they play an elimination final, the senior side does, against East Ulverstone at Maidstone Park. Now, both their seniors and reserve sides have earned a place in the finals this year. From what I was gathering, it's the first time that that's happened for them either in quite some time or ever. And I couldn't quite decipher what it was saying on their uh, their Facebook page here. But on the 16th of September, the club is going to be hosting their best and fairest count. And on the 23rd, their annual end-of-the-season dinner. I want to wish the Seagulls the absolute best this weekend in their elimination final. You know, folks, we are at the pointy end of the fixture. Okay? There's no way around it. If you are a supporter of a number of different clubs, like myself, there's no margin for error anymore. We got a lot of what you want, what you might go ahead and call cutthroat finals happening this weekend in round 23. And yet we still have round 24 coming up after it. So this is not it. Everybody gets one more shot and one more bite at the apple before it's all said and done there. But, uh, you know, I think our top four sides are most definitely um, locked up. Carlton could possibly sneak into the four if Melbourne stumbles. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen, but it's, I suppose it could happen. Uh, but that was pro- that's probably going to be the only shift that could take place. I don't see St. Kilda uh, being able to add on enough percentage, even if they win their last two games, to overtake Melbourne. So we basically have five clubs competing for a top four spot. Uh, and I think Carlton might be on the outside looking in uh, before it's all said and done. But, you know, we still have... 12 clubs that are fighting for finals. I guess, theoretically, you could possibly include Richmond in here because of the 
the draw. I did not go through the squiggle uh, site to see whether or not Richmond could find a way getting into the finals, but uh, I know they go to the Adelaide Oval for round 24, and there's already discussion that Trent Cotchin will not be making the trip. I wonder if that's the case with uh, Jack Rewalt as well. But, you know, if they have a shot at playing finals, do they go and play? I, I don't know. I would think they would probably have to do that. But, again, I, I haven't done the math on yet. So if you're a Richmond supporter, you're already sitting there listening to this going, we don't have a shot in hell of playing finals this year. Quit rubbing it in. That's not what I'm doing here. I, I just was not exactly sure where we were in that situation. So let's look at the uh, the games for this week. We've got the first game coming up local time for me, 5.50 Friday morning. Uh, I will be up for this one. I cannot wait to watch this one. Collingwood hosting Brisbane at Marvel. They're not at the MCG. They are at Marvel this weekend, and that's probably because Brisbane isn't going to be much of a draw, and it's going to be very loud and full of the Collywobble supporters at the Docklands this weekend. Now, it's not the MCG, but, but the Lions, they need to continue to become comfortable with winning away from the Gabba. Now, I th- you know, you've got... No Nick Dacos. You've got no Darcy Moore. Jordan DeGoey is not playing this weekend as well. I think this might be too tall of a task for the Pies this weekend. I mean, they, yes, they did beat my Cats this past weekend, but it was it turned out to be a, a close game, yeah, and they, they had a spurt where they ran away, but you know, the Cats sprinted out to a pretty significant lead at the start. They just didn't hold on, and, uh, you know, I'm... Uh, well, we'll talk about the Cats in a minute here, but I'm just going to go with the Lions on this one. I think that just I just have this sneaky feeling. Uh, Jacob Ryan is debuting for the Pies this weekend. Will Hoskin Elliott playing game 200. Uh, Steel Sidebottom is back in. As I mentioned, Bobby Hill is out. Darcy Moore is injured. Jordan DeGoey is out as well. No Nick Dacos as well. Keaton Coleman back in for Brisbane. Jack Gunston injured. Jackson Pryor has been omitted. I'm going with Brisbane to win this one by nine points. I just have a feeling they're going to find a way to get it done in Melbourne this weekend. And then we move on to the MCG for Richmond hosting the North Melbourne Kangaroos. And a lot of outs for North Melbourne. Ben Cunningham being managed. Charlie Lazaro omitted. George Wardlaw managed. Jackson Archer omitted. Jaden Stevenson's injured. Daniel Howe, Hugh Greenwood, Tom Powell, Will Phillips are all back in. Ryan Mansell is the sub. Matthew Cothard has been omitted. Jacob Bowers omitted. Jacob Hopper and Trent Cotchin back in for Richmond. This is Trent Cotchin and Jack Rewalt's last game at the MCG. They're facing a club that's lost 19 games in a row. It has to become a 20-game streak, doesn't it? I, I, I think it does. I don't, I, don't, I don't see the Richmond Army going home disappointed this weekend. I, I think that Richmond rises to the occasion and what these these two great players who are stepping away from the game at the end of this year, and the possibility that maybe this is even Dusty Martin's last game in Richmond Colors at the MCG. Because there's all kinds of speculation about what he's going to be doing next year. I just think that the Tigers turn back the clock one more time and win this one by at least three goals. Okay, I think North will make it competitive because North is continuing to, you know, those, those young players, they realize they're auditioning for spots for next year. Their boss is back leading the club. They need to put forth a good impression, but I just have this feeling that the Tigers are going to be too much for them. And I'm going with the Tigers to win this one, like I said, by at least three goals, maybe three and a half goals here. 
And then we head to Heritage Bank Stadium for Gold Coast hosting Carlton. And Harry Mackay is back for Carlton. Ed Kernow, the sub. Lockie Fogarty is injured. David Cunningham playing game, playing game 50. Matthew Cottrell playing game 50 as well. Lloyd Johnston debuting for Gold Coast. Darcy McPherson omitted. Elijah Hollins. James Cetus is sub. Jai Farrar, Nick Holman injured. Sam Day omitted. Alex Sexton, Ben King, Braden Fiorini, Connor Butterick, and the aforementioned Lloyd Johnston in for Gold Coast. Like I said, Carlton locked up their spot in the finals last week. I, I, congratulations if you're a Blues supporter. I sent uh, Michael Gallus and Terry Degani congratulations on social media because I know they are both um, long-suffering, or at least recently long-suffering uh, Blues supporters, and they're thrilled that their club is playing finals this year. And it's great that they are. I tip, I tip them to play finals this year. Um, but here's the thing. While the Suns have been eliminated, for, I think, all intents and purposes from the finals competition, I think they're very similar to um, what some of the Roos players are doing. They're realizing that they're auditioning for a spot on the 2024 list because there's a distinct possibility that, well, there's going to be a new senior coach, a new full-time senior coach, and it sounds like it's going to be Dima before it's all said and done. I think Carlton has a bit of a letdown this week after having won a spot in finals. Now, yes, I know they could still find their way in the top four, and maybe they're they're they probably are good enough to go ahead and push for um, getting over you know any kind of a letdown after having solidified a spot in finals last week. But I just have this sneaky feeling that the Suns are going to have one of those games that they have like once a month, where they just come out and they thump a side that on paper is probably a better side than they are. They did it earlier this year to the Cats, which is why the Cats are scrambling to try to find their way into finals at this point in time. Now, the Cats, let's be honest, the Cats have made so many mistakes this year that they that they, uh, that they they can look back on. And, you know, having dropped games against GWS and Fremantle at home, um, the game against Gold Coast. I mean, this is, this is a club that, you know, we'll talk about the Cats in a minute. But I'm going with Gold Coast to win this one by 11. I just think there's going to be a little bit of a letdown for Carlton this week. I'm probably wrong, but I am going with Gold Coast here. And, uh, you know, of course, if nothing else, it just generates a little conversation. And, uh, well, you know, I like to give a little bit of a dig to the Blues because of the timing of hiring Michael Voss a couple of years ago because it, it cost me some free advertising. So, again, if you know anybody at SEN and want to reach out to them and uh, see if you can get me back on the sporting capital, all will be forgiven. All right, now we've got uh, GWS hosting Essendon at... Giant Stadium, and and welcome to the percentage really does matter game for this round. Both of these clubs are battling for spot in the finals, but they are like a one-legged man in a butt-kicking contest at this point in time. Both of them are sitting at a percentage less than 100, and everybody they're they're competing with for a spot in the finals has a percentage at least 7 percentage points higher than both of these clubs. So they both need to win. But if they, they also got to figure out a way, how do we go about adding a percentage point or two? Because they're not neither one of these clubs is going to go beat the other one by 60 or 70 points to add on a few percentage points. It's not going to happen. I think these are closely matched clubs. But I also think that this, you know, and let's get into the ins and outs here. You know, Brandon Zirk Thatcher is playing game 50 for Essendon. Kane Baldwin's omitted. Nick, Nick Bryan omitted. Will Snelling's a sub. Jake Stringer, Sam Draper back in. Um... Toby McMullen's the sub. Nick Kane's out with an illness. Jacob Weir is the sub, uh, is also being named as a possible sub then for GWS. Brett Daniels and Toby Bedford back in. I'm going with the home side 
in this game right here. I just have a feeling that the bomber streak is going to continue for another 365 days at least. Um, I've got the Giants winning this one in a close contest by eight points. Like I said, I'm going with the home side in this one. Uh, you know, they kind of stubbed their toe last week, and uh, they still have an outside shot at, at playing finals. But that percentage, you know, is, I think, going to bite both of these clubs on the backside before it's all said and done. Even if one of them ends up winning their last two games of the season, I don't know if it's going to be enough to get them into finals. And then we head to the Adelaide Oval for the Swans heading off to visit the Crows. Nick Blakey playing game 100 for the Swans. Aaron Francis has been omitted. Joel Lamarty injured. Matt Roberts omitted. Ryan Clark is the sub. Braden Campbell, Dane Rampey, Jack Buller back in for the Swans. Shane McAdam playing game 54. The Crows. Luke Nancurvis been omitted. Luke Pedler omitted. And Isaac Rankin is back in. I'm sure Mick's going to have something to say about that. Um, you know, the Crows need two wins to play finals. And, and, and I, I want to ask this question here. You know, I... I've touted the Giants' resurgence this year, saying that I think that they were at least a year ahead of schedule. And I've talked up the Giants quite a bit this year, and they're, and they're on the precipice of possibly playing finals this year. I don't think they're going to get there, but they're really darn close. But here's the thing. The Swans have basically said, hold my beer. Remember, this is the side that started out the year three wins and nine losses. Three and nine. And they, I, I, I don't know, Swans don't roar. So they have honked their way back into contention and are sitting right now in a spot in the finals. They're sitting number seven at this point in time with, you know, 11 wins, nine losses, and one draw, you know, with 46 points. But, of course, they've got three clubs right behind them sitting at 44 points and one at 42, with that, with that being the Cats, of course, um, you know, and the Crows sitting at 40. But the Swans, are they... They have to be one of the best stories of the year, you know, in term, at least the second half of the year. I would say we could argue that, that the club we're going to talk about for the next game could be the club from the first half of the year and, uh, and what happened there. But I'm going with the Crows to win this one, okay? They're at home. They've got to win this one. I, I think that, uh, that we're going to see Tex Walker having a great game here uh, again. I, I just have this feeling that they're going to get it done. Um, and again, if this was being played at the at the uh, SCG, I would probably go with Sydney to win this one. But since it's going to be at the Adelaide Oval, I am going to go with the Crows to win this one by two goals, uh, push the uh, Swans a little bit further down the ladder. But you can't not tip your cap to what the Swans have done in the second half of the season because they could have very easily just laid an egg and said, "Okay, we're done. Let's go ahead." You know, you had the distraction of. of uh, it being, you know, the likelihood now that we know it is of Buddy's last season, uh, but they've they've been able to kind of just, you know, divest themselves from that a little bit and just come out and play very good football here the last half of the season. I mean, you know, they you know they went down and played the Cats at, at the cat at the Cattery and got thumped. Played them a few weeks later back, and I said this back when that when that. After that game happened, I said the Swans are circling that date on their calendar. They didn't get the win, but they got the draw against the Cats. And, uh, you know, so I, I tip my cap for them on that. But like I said, I'm going with the Crows on this one. And we then head back to Marvel uh, for St. Kilda hosting Geelong. Uh, Jack Higgins playing game 100. Hunter Clark is a sub for St. Kilda. Max Holmes playing game 50. 
Brandon Parfit, the sub. Gary Rowan injured. Reese Stanley injured as well. Jed Buse is back in. Tom Hawkins is in. I know that there was a lot of clamoring to to drop Jake Holajasny from the side this week. Uh, he looked a little bit lost um, last round. Um, you know, I have to ask this question. You know, while we've while we've touted, you know, I just got done touting the Swans as kind of being the club of the second half that people were talking about. The Saints were were surely the club of the first half of the season. If you you go back and you look at the beginning of the year, and you go back and you look at their injury list at the start of the year, the Saints, nobody thought they were going to have a shot at, at being very good at all this year because they had so many players that were injured at the outset of this year. Yet they kept finding ways to win games, and they kept banking four points here, four points there, four points here. And now, you know, well they've they. They are, you know, in a position they've won, you know, game, you know, their most recent game. They're sitting at 12 and 9. You know, Ross Line has done a great job with this club. But I have to ask, are they the most disrespected club in the comp this year? Not necessarily by the other clubs, but by the media. Because you keep looking at what the media is doing in terms of predicting finals and who's playing in the finals and that sort of thing. And, you know, who's going to be, you know, here, there, and in the finals, etc., and everybody keeps, you know, talking about the, the Saints not making it. And, you know, again, they've got to beat the Cats this weekend, and they're certainly in. But, again, they finish up with the Cats, and then they do go to the Gabba to play the Lions. But are they going to be able to hold on enough to where they're going to be able to uh, uh, to hold on to that spot in the eight? Because, you know, again, they're sitting in the... Uh, in the top eight right now, they're not in the top four. Of course, they've dropped too many games for that. But they're you know they're sitting at number six. You know they've got a a, a decent percentage at 107. They're 12 wins and nine losses. You know that's you know a game up on the eighth side, the Bulldogs. You know it's a, it's two points up on the on the Saints. They're two points behind the Blues, but you know percentage wise they're nine points behind them, over nine points. So they're not going to catch the Blues unless they were to win two games in a row, and the Blues drop a game. Um, but I, I think we've disrespected the Saints quite a bit. And, well, I, I, I don't think I'm going to be, be disrespecting them here, but I am going to tip the Cats. Again, this is where I have to go with my heart. I just think that the, the, the veteran leadership on the cat side, it's my heart, but my head is telling me this is a club that won the Premiership last year. They know how to play finals games and that's what they're playing right now this is a this is a cutthroat final and if they win this week next week with the bulldogs cutthroat final for them because they have to win to be in um you know like i said no reese stanley shannon neal gonna be able to compete with rowan marshall i sure as hell hope so uh you know they've pushed themselves as far back into a corner as they can are they are they going to sharpen their claws and battle their way out or are they just going to allow the the little roomba vacuum cleaner to sweep them up and dispose of them like a little you know Kitty Furball here at the end of the season. I'm going with the Cats to win this one by less than a goal. I think it's going to be a nail biter. It's going to be one of those games that, uh, that as a Cat supporter, we're going to just, you know, we're going to get done and at the end of it, and we're going to go, yeah, we live to fight another day. And we get to go home and face off against the Bulldogs. So I'm going with the Cats to win this one by five. I think it's going to be a very close game. I think what, what the Saints have done this year is phenomenal. And then we head to. Marvel again for the Bulldogs hosting the Eagles and uh, Tom Libertori is out injured. And again, we have the extended interchanges right now. Anthony Scott, Jordan Sweet, Lockie McNeil, Luke Cleary listed uh, as ends. Greg Clark suspended. Callum Jamison, Jack Petricelli, 
Ryan Merrick and Zane True all listed as in for the Eagles. Of course, it remains to be seen who's going to actually be named to the side out of all of those. What a great time to be a Bulldogs uh, supporter, though, and to get the opportunity to bank not only four points, but to add a few percentage points to your uh, spot on the uh, on the ladder so late in the year. Yeah, the Eagles' ship is no longer taking on water, okay? It's now being used as an observation point for aquatic wildlife by scuba divers from around the world. Their ship isn't taking on water. It is sunk. It is sunk. Um, and this is not... This is not intended to be disrespectful to Eagle supporters or even to the players on the side. They're just they're just not good this year. Yes, they got the win against North a couple of rounds ago. Um, but I think that the Bulldogs are going to win this one by at least four goals. Uh, and as we're going to talk about with Mick here in just a little bit, you know, it's all dependent upon what it is that uh, is going to happen at the end of this year. Because do we know what's going to happen with the Eagles? Is Adam Simpson going to be there or is he not going to be there? Does he have to go? Do they have to just jettison everything and start from scratch again? Do they need to do they need to follow maybe not to the extent that the that the Ruse did but or you know even the Hawks but do they need to you know to to do this remodel and tear it down to the studs and rebuild this thing? You know, they've got a crap ton of money. They have a great place for play, people to play. They have a great lifestyle from everything that I've read about Perth, so it's an attractive place for people to play. They have a rabid fan base. Eagle supporters are rabid fans. So I, I really wonder how quick the turnaround could be there, um, but I just think the Bulldogs are going to take this one. I, I would love to see the Eagles win this. It would make me as a Cat supporter make my life much easier, but it ain't going to happen. Now, uh, we head out to Optus for the, the lone game out there this weekend with Fremantle hosting Port Adelaide. Uh, Hugh Jackson is debuting for Port Adelaide. He's listed again. Extended interchange. Uh, Jackson Mead, Travis Boak back in. Tom Emmett debuting for Fremantle. Michael Walters out injured. Bailey, Bailey Banfield, Nathan Wilson, and Tom Emmett, along with uh, Travis, I mentioned Tom Emmett, uh, Travis Collier in for Fremantle. Um, you know, the power now have their coach back for another two years. Is this going to allow, is this going to be a distraction to them? Are they going to lose focus? Now that the now that you know Kenny Hinckley is back into the side for another two seasons, I don't think that's going to happen. You know, the Dockers have been Dockers have been an up and down side all year long. They've beaten some big sides. They've lost games that they maybe shouldn't have lost. I'm going with the power to get themselves a big road win to keep the pressure on and having a shot at a first round home game. I'm going with Port to win this one by 15 points. I just think that they're going to get it done on the road. They're going to take care of business, kind of like Bachman Turner Overdrive for those of you who are over the age of 50 and remember that classic rock song. I'm not going to sing it because I don't want to get the, the podcast episode taken down. And then we head off to the MCG for the last game of the round. Melbourne hosting Hawthorne. Um, Max Gaughan playing game 200. Alex Neal Bullen playing game 150. Michael Hibbert is the sub. Adam Tomlinson, Bailey Laurie, Charlie Spargo, Josh Shackey all listed on the extended interchange for Melbourne. Harry Hust- Hustwaite uh, is the debuting. Bailey McDonald, the sub. Chad Wingard injured. I believe he did an Achilles. Uh, really sad to see that. Mitch Lewis out as well. Brandon Ryan joining Hustwaite along with Jai Sarong, Max Ramsden, Neil, Ned Long, and Tyler Brockman. Now, I did tip the Hawks to beat the Bulldogs last week down in Tasmania. Give me a second while I pat myself. Okay, I'm not going to pat myself on the back. But um, I'm not going to be doing that this week, okay? Uh, The D's have an outside shot at a first-round home game with a couple wins to close out the year. 
Um, they saw what the Hawks did last week. I think the Hawks... I think what the Hawks do next year could look an awful lot like what GWS did this year. But it might even be that on steroids. Because I think the Hawks might be further along at this point than where GWS was. I think the, I think the Hawks could be a club that... They may not play finals this year, but they're going to make life miserable for some clubs who are trying to get into the finals next year. I think the Hawks are going to be pushing towards the eight next year. I'm not ready to commit to saying that they're going to be there, though. Okay, I am going to go with the D's to win this one by 13 to close out the weekend. I just think that they they focus enough to get this done to keep a, a shot at having both first round uh, of the top four sides being played at the MCG. Um, I would assume they would play both of them at the MCG. I guess maybe they could play one of them at Marvel, but I would doubt they would do that. I think they would both play them at the MCG, would they not? So, there are my tips for this round. Let's go ahead and see what Mick has to say, and let's go ahead and jump into my chat with Mick Aussie. All right, ladies and gents, I am joined by my mate, Mick Aussie. And Mick, I hear it's a little bit of a hot one up at Edmonton today. Oh, man, it's like 31 Celsius, and it really does feel it. It's one of the hottest days we've had up here. So, yes, Canada does get hot for two or three months of the year, even though people wouldn't think it. It really does. Yeah, it's... Uh... You know, as you said, you have your air conditioning turned on right now, and I cannot hear it. So, uh, and maybe that's just me listening to too much Megadeth in my lifetime, but uh, I don't think that uh, <laughs> is necessarily the case there. But uh, we are definitely at the pointy end of the season right now. There are a number of, quite frankly, cutthroat finals happening this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we said last week a couple of teams, if they lose, they'll be gone, and they they are. So a couple more will be gone this week, probably. And of course, my crows yeah. and the swans, one of them, one of the really important ones. Yes, that's true. And uh, well, a, another club uh, right behind me there as well, uh, who are still thinking about possibly trying to defend their premiership. We'll see if that happens or not. But. Uh, They've got a big hill to climb over the next couple of weeks to get into the finals. So, you know, yeah. we've got some we got some interesting games. So let's let's go ahead and jump in with the uh, the first one of the weekend. We've got Brisbane heading to Melbourne to play Collingwood, not at the MCG, but at Marvel. Why? Do, why yeah, do, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Um, the Magpies started off favorite by one and a half, and I checked today, and now the Lions are favored by one and a half points. I think a lot of people might be thinking similar to the way I am in the fact that uh, Magpies have got some injuries, of course, with Dugowie, we know that, and more and and so forth. But uh, it's a crucial game for the Lions, and they do play better at Marvel than they play at the MCG. So I think desperation for the Lions to try and get that second spot, and it's not as crucial for the Magpies to win. I think the Lions might get over it. Just have a win and hope so. That's I went with the Lions on this one as well. So I I just I just really thought, you know, that they need they need to, you know, have some more positive things happening to them in Victoria. Uh and as you said, you know, you've got to go out, Darcy Moore is gonna be out, Dacos is still out. Um, yeah, side bottoms back in. But I mean, this is a bit of a wounded magpie side right now. Yeah, they got some good depth. Um, sad to hear Gunston's did a medial ligament. They reckon he might be out for a few weeks. Uh, yeah. 
So yeah, it should be a good game, really good game. And two of the obviously number one and two in the league right now playing off two weeks yep. to go. So that's exciting too. I, I do not have to get up for work tomorrow morning. I have to take my dogs in for a grooming at 8.30, but that's a 5.50 start there. So I'm going to be able to watch most of that one live tomorrow morning. So I'm pretty stoked about that. It should be a heck of a game. So let, let me ask you this question here real quick before we go on to the next game. Did they did they decide to play this one at Marvel rather than at the MCG because it was a non-Victorian club that was visiting and they weren't going to fill the MCG? <laughs> Probably. About time Collingwood had to play somewhere else other than the MCG. God, they get it good, don't they? Eh? They get I, it damn good at the MCG. It's a, what is that? Is, are, is that a? And I'm going to piss off some some Collingwood supporters here, but is it kind of like them being a bit of a protected species in, in that situation? Uh, can we say one thing? Money, big crowds, big well, clubs, yeah, more yeah, money that's that's right, yeah, that's true, that's true. Yep, straight out money, man. Yep. Yep. So we head then to the MCG for North Melbourne visiting Richmond. And this is the last rodeo for at least two Tigers who have been bastions of that game of that club since I've been following the game. Um, you know, Trent Cotchin announced his retirement. He's back in this week. Uh, Jack Rewalt is playing this week. You know, it's, it sounds like Cotchin is not making the trip to Adelaide next weekend. Is what it sounded like. Um, and I wonder if right. Jack Re- with, well, I wonder if Jack Rewalt will make that trip or not. Oh, good on him. Two players that had great careers. Yeah, absolutely. Players. Um, Tigers were favored by 26 and a half. Now it's 31 and a half. Oh, the ruse, eh? If they lose, they will only be the fourth team in history that have lost 20 in a row. The other three were the Suns of Giants in their first year. And Fitzroy in the mid '90s, so that's pretty disgraceful. Hugh Green with the yo-yos up, he's in again. But hey, we're going to do the, the, the trivia, the Aussie slang later. But uh, Cheezel, hey, he's a good player. Well, his name's Cheezel, but do you know what a Cheezel is? It's a cr- it's a cracker, isn't it? Yeah, is yeah. It- Cheezel's like an Aussie cheese. Um, like round a, with a hole in it, tube, yeah. like a packet like a, of cheesels. I always think of cheesels when I hear his name, cheesel. Like, like a like a donut uh, cheese cracker kind of thing, yeah. But it's crispy from what I yeah, from what it looks like, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we mentioned Koch and we mentioned Rewalt. Their last games at the MCG with the Tigers. There's a lot of people who are speculating that this might also be Dusty Martin's last game with the yellow and black. At the MCG, wow! You know that, wow, you know, that if, see, eh? yeah, that if Dim, if Dimma gets the gig in in uh, at Gold Coast, that maybe he heads up to the Gold Coast. Yeah, money's going to talk, isn't it? I could see it. I could see him also going. There was rumors early in the year that Sydney needs a big name now that Buddy's gone. So I could see Sydney going for him as well. The Swans. Yeah, um, that's, that's true. Yeah, they're obviously going through a big rebuild. The Tigers, they're gonna they're gonna have a decent rebuild. New coach, old players out. So maybe Dusty as well. I wouldn't be surprised. Depends yep. what they get offered for him, right? Right. So you're, I'm assuming you're going with the Tigers then to win this one. Oh yeah, really, really <laughs> yeah, I, I did as well. And then we go we go to Heritage Bank Stadium for Carlton 
heading up there to face off against Gold Coast. A lot of ins for Gold Coast. Uh, Harry Mackay is back in for Carlton. Uh, ben King is back in for the Suns uh, as well. Um, you know, you've got, uh, you know, Tuke Miller is back uh, after having had his uh, his fingers sewn together so he's not allowed to grab things anymore. Um, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's kind of like that, uh, if you've ever seen the movie The Battle of the Bulge, where the... Uh, the American paratroopers were surrounded in Bastogne and the German, the German commander asked for their surrender. And, and uh, I think his last name was McAuliffe. General McAuliffe's one word reply to them was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the squirrel grip. I eh? wasn't that funny. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So what are you thinking on this one? Oh, man, you got to hand it to your Blues, don't they? Like, they started well the year, then they had all those losses in a row, and everyone's calling for Boss's head. But I'm glad they stayed the track because, you know, they got that former Geelong's boss in there. Um, So he steadied the ship. Got to hand it to him, a nice win against the Demons. And uh, Harry Mackay's back in. That's going to be interesting on... Very good player, but wasn't it disgraceful the way he's kicking around corners for goals straight in front? So it's going to be interesting to see if they can work that out because that Kerno, he's, he's a he's a terrific player, Kerno. I'm not so wrapped on Mackay these days. Blues the favour by eight and a half. Yeah, they'll probably get it done. Suns yeah. can't make the eight now. I, I went with the Suns because I thought that, I thought that the Blues might have themselves just a, the tiniest of letdowns after having secured a spot in the finals. I I just had this sneaky feeling that maybe this you know because it's like once a month the Suns pull off this win against a club that they on paper are nowhere near as good as. And uh, I was thinking maybe this is misses that time of that time of the month for the Suns to get that type of a win. So I went with Gold Coast on this one at home. You might be right because Blues are arrogant. Yeah, you know, yeah, and the Suns certainly are not that. That's uh, they, no. yeah, they certainly are not it. Yeah, and then we head to Giant Stadium for the percentage really does matter bowl, if you will, because you got you know this is again one of those cutthroat finals, uh, GWS and Essendon. You got to win, but then you also have to figure out how in the hell do I blow out the other side here because my percentage compared to everybody else that I'm competing against sucks. Yeah, well, look at it. Bombers on 44 in ninth spot. Giants on 44 in 10th spot, 99% and 98%. So, right. wow, how close is that? Uh, yeah, but Giants, the... Giants... They're, they're, eight, you know, they're almost eight percentage points behind St. Kilda, who's sitting at sixth. But then you've got the two clubs behind them, the, the, the Cats and the Crows, who have a percentage that's almost 20 percentage points more than them. So, I mean, they, you know, they may win, but it may not matter. Somebody's going to win this, but it may not matter because their percentage is so bad. Yeah, look at that, eh? Uh, Giants are favored by 15 and a half. Jake Stringer and Draper, there's two good zins. Right, Two right. Good ends. Oh, I think the Giants will win at home and probably win well. Actually, I'm bombers are too flaky for me. Yeah, I went with the Giants as well, and I and I I made some sort of a con. It wasn't a snarky one, but I said that you know that, that we're going to be adding at least another 365 days onto that Essendon finals streak uh, before they <laughs> before they win another one there. So it's just it's yeah. I just and again, that's not taking a shot of them. It's just, just that's just reality. I just, I I think that Essendon is. 
is primed to become, you know, relevant again very soon. And, and I think that, you know, it, to me, it's going to be harder than hell to tip an eight next year. I really think it is because you've got you've got clubs who are outside the eight right now that that I think are going to make a serious push towards being in the eight. And I don't know how many clubs that are in the eight right now that are likely to be falling out of it. So it's wow, going to be a hell of a battle. Yeah, well, so much comes down to key injuries, isn't it? Right, really? right, right. And then we head to your your stomping grounds, the Adelaide Oval, for your Crows facing off against the Swans. And and I, you know, we talked earlier in the year, and I, I've talked about GWS being like the surprise of the comp. I thought they were a year ahead of, of you know, where they – Everybody thought they should be. But, you know, the first half of the year, St. Kilda was kind of the darlings of the comp. And the Swans have kind of, you know, circumvented that. I mean, think about this. this is a club that started out three and nine this year. And I know we talked about that last week, but, you know, they're sitting right now. They're 11, nine and one. So they've won, you know, they've had eight wins and a draw over the last uh, nine rounds. To get themselves yeah. back, I mean that's that is that's just telling you know GWS we're going to take the wind out of your sails. Sure, you've had a pretty successful year, but we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and you know make people forget about the success you've had because we're we're rebounding like heck, and it's it's been impressive to see what Sydney has done here in the second half. And uh, you know I'm not saying that they have enough firepower to win the premiership, but to get to back get back to where they are to be contending right now, I think is is a is a a big feather in the cap for John Longmire with all the distractions that were going on with it, you know, with this, is it buddy's last season? Is it not buddies? And yes, it is. And he's gone now. And now we got to figure out how to, you know, life after buddy. Yeah. Look, they're sitting in seventh spot. And after, after round 17, they were in 15 spots. So you're right. Yeah. They won something like five in a row. And yeah. Rampy, Rampy's back in. That's good for them. Crows favoured by ten and a half. Rankine's in, which is good. Rory Sloan got another year contract, so they'll play him some games and help help with the young kids in their NFL as well. So uh, I think the Crows will win, but this is straight out a pick of whoever was playing at home. Because if it was in Sydney, I'd pick the Swans. But at Adelaide, I think the Crows can win, and the Crows can still make it if yeah. they win. Yeah, and it it. It's interesting because it sounds like you listened to the the first half of the episode, which I haven't even released as of yet, because uh, I said the exact same thing that had this been in Sydney, if this was at the SCG, I probably would have gone with the Swans. Um, yeah, yeah I... it's just it's, yeah, and uh, then we head to Marvel for I think this is what the second or third second or third game of Marvel this weekend um, for St Kilda hosting the Cats and uh, Hawkins is back. You know, no Reese Stanley. So you got Shannon Neal in the ruck. Um, Gary Rowan is out. Uh, Jed Buse is back in. But, you know, it's it's winter go home the next two weeks for the Cats. They got, they yes. got, a, yeah. It's, uh, I guess it's better than being in a position where they had, you know, where they're just playing out the string. But what are you thinking on this one? Wow. The Cats in 11th spot. I am. 42 points. Good percentage. Cameron, hey, he's back. That was awesome. Seven goals, four. 
Oh, they're favoured by seven and a half over the Saints. King did well, didn't he? Six goals for King. Yes. Um, I, I'm i going to go with the Cats. I just think they're a better team, but I've underestimated the Saints all year. So I think your Cats might get this, actually. Yeah, I, I work with the Cats as well. But, you know, I... And I and I brought up this 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 hypothesis here is are are St Kilda the most disrespected club in the comp this year because you know they you know they had so many injuries at the beginning of the year and they kept playing well they kept playing well and we, and we were all sitting there thinking okay what's going to happen when this club gets healthy again well they've stayed in contention they're still sitting at, I think at sixth right now on the ladder and uh, and. And now, you know, all of all of the pundits, all of the people who are predicting finals are all saying they're not playing finals. Now, again, yes, they've got the Cats this week. They've got Brisbane next week at the Gabba. So that's not an easy road home for them. But it's just, it's, you know, this is a club that has, you know, has done an awful lot with, you know, not having a lot of bullets in their, in their revolver to start out the season. Yet they were still putting wins on the board when a lot of people didn't think they were going to. Yeah, look at me. Oh, I probably shouldn't say this, but it'd be kind of funny if they're in the eight all year until the last round. I don't think they'll make it. I think they'll lose this week and next week. And, uh, oh, mate, when I grew up, the Saints were woeful. They were never any good. Then the yeah. Crows beat them in the grand final, the Crows' first ever premiership when the Saints were favourite. Yeah, sure, they've had a few good years off and on, but, nah, pretty, pretty average club over the history, but... I don't dislike them, but I'm not. I don't really care for them either. I'm kind of neutral with them, so I probably will miss the eight. <laughs> yeah, well, they might. You know, they might. And I just, I just, and I, and I kind of feel bad about that. But if it's, a, if if it's if they miss the eight and the cats get in, guess what? I'll be able to live with it. Uh, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll deal with it if if that ends up happening there. Yeah. So. We've got the Bulldogs hosting the Eagles, and uh, this is interesting. In fact, you know, right before you popped on, there was a new new article that popped up from uh, Mark Duffield on uh, Code Sports that uh, he said what you know that's titled "West Coast Players Must Stand Up Against Bulldogs If They Want Adam Simpson to Remain as Eagles Coach." Basically, he, his his thesis is that if the if the Eagles players don't play hard this weekend, even if they lose, then Adam Simpson's going to be gone. Yeah, well, Mark Duffield, he was on the Duff and Quarters podcast I listened mm-hmm. to for many years, and now he's been he's moved over, and Adrian Barrett is on it. So I'm a big fan of Mark Duffield. I've talked to him privately about football on messages. Uh-huh. So he's a, he's a great fella. Um, yeah, I watched the Dogs. Eh? I watched the Hawks run over the Dogs in that game on the weekend. They're favoured by sixty-five and a half. Wow! <laughs> what about Big Nick Nat? Big, yes. Big Nick Nat. Big Nick Nat retiring. Like, do you want to talk two players that are massive and dom- dominant, kind of like the way LeBron James is in the NBA? Mm-hmm. You got to look at Nick Nat and Buddy Franklin. Like, they're just two monster men that just right, dominated right. games. And Nick Nat's one of my favourite players of all time. Absolutely. Dogs will win and probably win by more than sixty-five. Yeah. I think it's it's a shame that his you know his body just kept breaking down on him. You know, and it's uh, uh it just you know, and he seems like such a good guy. And I and I I can't 
I, I can't recommend this enough. You know, I listened to an interview that he did with uh, Narrowly Meadows on her podcast, Ordinarily Speaking. And it was just, it was just like one of those holy shit moments listening to what he had gone through in his life. And, 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 you know, she does such a fantastic job with that podcast and the interviews that she does with people and, and digging into their lives and, and them telling stories that maybe they would have never told anywhere else. Um, but, you know, I wish him all the best in life because I, I think, you know, that he's a, you know, he seems to really be a class individual. And, and unfortunately we did not get to see him have his swan song, you know, or his Eagle song as the case may be um as as his career wrapped up but yeah i yeah i don't think the eagles have a shot at winning this one and, and i i think it's probably a foregone conclusion that even though adam simpson signed through 2025 i have a feeling he is not going to be back with the eagles next no, year they, yeah they were talking that today on some of the ones i was listening to is gonna eagles have got so much money they're gonna it's gonna cost them like five million dollars to get rid of him but wow wish that money would go into the waffle like i've Met yeah, the boys in Perth. Yeah. Like, how can the Eagles have fifty million dollars in the bank, and then the Waffle Clubs and all the country leagues not getting any of that? I, I can't comprehend that. It, it's mind blowing to me. It's, it's rubbish, you know. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That's 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 a really good point. You know, and I, you know, and we haven't heard any rumblings yet. But what if? And again, I don't, I don't know if, you know, and I'm just putting this out there. I have not seen anything about this, but uh, do you think, do you think the Eagles have maybe had any back channels where they've reached out to Damian Hardwick? Oh, no, no he's going to sign with the Suns. That's a done deal, they reckon. Yeah. But who would yeah. want the Eagles job? Eagles are going to be terrible for, for a few years. They, they don't have many good kids coming through. They've totally blown up. They've absolutely blowing the last two years and hanging on to their good players. Oh, mate, it's disgraceful. Yeah. And I'm an Eagles fan. I, they're one of my favorite second teams, but uh -huh. terrible. Love the city, like the team, but nah, brutal, disgusting. Yeah. Well, we've got the other Perth-based club hosting the Port Adelaide Club this weekend. And, you know, Port, they've, they've signed uh, Kenny Hinckley on for two more years, which uh, – I think is probably a good thing. You know, it's, uh, you know, I'm sure he's thinking maybe I would have gotten three. Have we not dropped four games in a row there over the last month? But, uh, you know, uh, what are you thinking on this one? Well, you probably like Hinkley. He used to play for your cats. Uh, I'm sure he did. Yeah, he was a cat player. He did. Uh, power favored by 12 and a half. I'll pick them to win. I think the Dockers might a big chance and maybe take the Dockers to cover that 12 and a half. Bokey's in. Yeah, look, uh, tough to win in Perth, but I think Port are desperate to try and get that second spot. I hope they don't. So I'll pick Port to win, but I hope the Dockers win. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, – I went with Port on this one as well. I, I just, I just think that they're – they are too good of a side. Um, you know, they're they're starting to get healthy again uh, at, at at the right time for them, quite frankly. And we'll we'll see, we'll see. And I know I know you don't want them playing a home final. I I get that, and it's uh, <laughs> and I I completely I completely understand that. But and you know because yeah, we're we could very easily see two you know both of the home finals in that in that first round there being uh, you know being played you know at the MCG, quite frankly. I mean, they could both be there. Yeah. 
Man, if Brisbane Brisbane get that second spot, they're going to be tough. Two games. Yes, they will. Gabba, right? Crucial, yes, they will. Crucial game for them against Magpies. It really is. It is. Yep, it is. And then we get to the last game of the weekend. We've got Melbourne hosting Hawthorne. And, and, and we kind of glossed over this. We didn't, you know, we kind of, we, we went past the Bulldogs there real quickly. One of us actually tipped Hawthorne to beat the Bulldogs last week. Yeah, you beat me. You beat me. I went for some roughies <laughs> and I'm, I crashed and burned, mate. I, I crashed because I went for the roughies. Yeah, yeah. I, but well, no, I, a good pick, good pick, good I pick. Just, I just thought, you know, being in, you know, being in Tasmania, it might work out well for them. And they, and they have played, you know, the Hawks have played some decent football this year. And I, I think the Hawks of 2024 could look an awful lot like the giants of 2023, but with a better percentage. Yeah. They're on the right track. aren't they? Yeah, I, th- I think they really are. Is it? He's a beauty in the midfield, that Jai yeah. Yukami. Yeah. I reckon he's a chance for the All-Australian squad. Uh, Demons are favoured by 27. Yeah, I think the Hawks get closer than that, but Demons need to win to maybe still try and get that second spot. What about Clayton Oliver? For that guy to have such good match fitness on his first game back, that's, that's very impressive because, you know, you can do all the training you want, but match fitness really is something that you you get just from playing games so right wow he, he had a good one first back he did he did yeah i went with the d's on this one as well i just i i think that you know we're uh you know because let's let's be honest the d's saw what hawthorne did last week to the bulldogs and they're gonna say well we're not gonna let this team sneak up and bite us on the ass you know we're gonna we're gonna yeah. go ahead and uh we're gonna go ahead and, and you know go ahead and win this thing you know outright here you know pretty pretty quickly then so it's 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 just uh yeah i i just i think the d's are are you know w- one of those clubs i think that it could be the d's back in the grand final again this year i think if if everybody's healthy you know have they done enough with the grundy experiment in the uh forward structure to where that's going to pay off for them at the end of the season we shall see you know if that's yeah. nothing else if if nothing else, he you know he ought to be able to you know just because he's so much taller than everybody else, he ought to be able to take some darn marks. Then he's just got to convert yeah. and make the kicks. Yeah, I'm not so sure about the D's getting to the grand final. They get a full forward, they might. But yeah, Fitch will be back. Fritch is good, but yeah, yeah, I don't think they struggle a bit up full forward. You think Benny Brown, but he he hasn't worked out either. So we'll wait and see, eh? Yeah, yeah, but I like I said, I went with the D's as well there. But you know, it's a uh, it is a it's a good week. It's a going to be a great weekend for football, you know. And I, uh, and I've I've I'm actually this is my first weekend where I'm going to be able to watch games live and stay up to watch games. But of course, then Monday, you know, Monday morning, I'm back. I'm back to to work officially. We, we you know we have our first staff day Monday morning, and the kids come back to school Thursday of next week. So I'm. I'm right back in the thick of it. I got a few. I got a few days off, but I've been back in my classroom for the last two days, um, just trying to get things somewhat organized because I hadn't been in there all summer. And I used to go in. I would go in at least two days a week into my classroom and work on stuff there all during the summer. But I haven't I haven't been back in my room until this past Tuesday. I went in a couple times just to pick up a couple things, but I hadn't been in there to do any work. And it's, uh, yeah, I'm I'm. I'm busy, but it's going to work out. But yeah, you know, um, are there any other players that you see possibly 
hanging up their boots before the year is up that we don't know about it yet. Any predictions on that? No, I haven't really thought about that. No, I think most of them that we thought, like a few from the West Coast Eagles is obvious. Yeah. Uh, Rory Sloan, some people are kind of glad he got the contract. I think if they use him sparingly and get him to help the kids in the SANFL and play both, it's a good call. Obviously, he re-signed for probably way less money, but he was one I thought might, but good on him. He's got another year. So, no, I haven't really thought about it, mate, but most of them we have seen. Like Isaac Smith, I'm a big fan of him. I was a little bit surprised he did. He's just a beautiful left foot kick, but no, quite a few have retired. Absolutely. Yep. Okay, are you ready to... uh to try your hand at a little bit more of the uh, slang and see how you do on this one. I think right, I'll, 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 I'll try one on you first. I might have mentioned this a while ago, but something really relevant up here this week. And no Canadians can guess this word, um, but it's, I thought they would. So maybe you as an American, or maybe you've heard me say this before, this week, they've been really bad here because it rained a lot and now the sun. Do you know what a mozzie is? A mozzie. It's, it's like, it's, isn't that like mozzarella cheese? Uh, no, 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 no. No? No, a mozzie. A mozzie's of, uh, the most, well, it's the name. Everyone uses it in Australia. It's for mosquitoes. So a mozzie oh. is a mosquito. Okay, okay. That yeah, makes complete and no sense. Canadians, no Canadians ever guess it. I thought they might. They call them skeeters here. We call them mozzies. So uh, that's one you that will makes help you when you go that home. makes that makes absolutely complete sense. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been yeah. terrible here this year with the rain and oh man, working on a car last night. They were terrible. I bet. So did it take a while to get them all cleaned off the windshield as well? Oh, not so much that. Just because it rains so much, and then they're breeding with the in the grass, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, your first one for this week, your first one. Cop it sweet. Cop it sweet. Yeah, you got to accept it. Cop it sweet. You accept the um, you accept the outcome, and don't complain or whine, or you just got to cop it sweet. Is that okay? Yeah. That that's close enough. That you, what I saw online said to experience unexpected good fortune, which I think is you know, which is right along the line of what you were saying there. So I'll give you that one. All I'll right. give you that one. I'm gonna do better than last week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um. How about a festered pickle? A festered pickle. <laughs> I'm gonna. I. I... I may have heard that. I'm going to have a guess. Probably not right. A festered pickle. Does that mean if your weapon, your, um, your, uh, well, I can say it's not a swear. Does that mean if your penis is like infected with a disease or something? <laughs> no. Uh... No. <laughs> That was my guess. The pickle, yeah, uh, festive pickle. Uh, nah, nah. Okay, nah. let me. What is it? <laughs> let me, let me, let me give you the kind of the the you know they had just festered pickle listed, but uh, 
the the full phrase that I found online that said having a face like a festered pickle. A common saying, a common saying in Australia, you call someone a dickhead. Like that's a pretty common saying. You're a yeah, dickhead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so having a face like a festered pickle. So you know, uh, you know, it means you. What's that all like? Pimples and everything, eh? Exactly. Yes, that you've got acne. <laughs> you've got acne. Yes. So. Um, well, I got close, mate. Like, you got to hand it to me. I got well, close to my No, case. you got. You were about. You were about a meter away. Well, yeah. They can say it's your, it's your second head, right? Thinks with your second head. Oh, good lord! I cannot. I cannot believe that number three is coming up after that comment. Okay. Okay. Right. okay. Keep, it, keep it clean, eh? Well, I, I just, I, it's, it's the one I have listed next. This, this next one, and, and you're gonna get this one. Uh, blow your dough. Blow your dough. Blow your dough is like you waste your money. You spend a heap of money when you shouldn't have. Ding, 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 ding. You got it. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's that? Two out of three, but nearly three out of three. I'm giving you two and a half out of three. All right. Two and a half. I, good. That's good. I I'll would take that. I, I would be, I would be a dick if I didn't give you credit for at least partial credit for that one. Okay. <laughs> Uh, uh, this podcast episode has been produced by Mr. Richard Cranium. Um, yeah. So, um, and, you know, it's it's amazing how well these are going together this this week. What is a what is a larrikin? A larrikin is like a kind of like last week, like a well, no, not really like a yobbo. A larrikin is just like a. A fun person, bit of a crazy guy. People that, people like, uh, let's say, Bernie Vince, the host in Triple R, uh, Triple M Adelaide. Former, uh-huh. he's a bit of a lar- bit of a larrikin, bit of a. Yeah, it's not a diss. It's a kind of a compliment to right. a lad that's a bit wild right. or something like that. Said, you know, uh, unsophisticated but likable and good-hearted, a rough diamond, a joker. Yeah, exactly. So you yeah, are, yeah. you're three and a half out of four. All right. Yeah, so let's see if you get this last one then. I, I maybe I've been taking it easy on you this week because last week was such a uh, such a, a a problem spot for you. I think I I, I believe <laughs> now. Are are you still considered an Australian citizen, or, or do you have Canadian citizenship now? No, I about ten years ago they bought in the Aussies can have dual citizenship. Okay, I haven't. I should. But I just haven't worried about it because I just renew my landed status every five years and that's right I, remember you telling me I, I can't that. i can't get kicked out unless i commit a serious crime so i'll, I'll just keep doing that well, uh, i haven't been well i as, should have as, done it but i haven't yeah as as long as you don't fester your pickle in public you probably will be able to stay in the country <laughs> yeah. um yeah so the last one full as a goog full as a goog full as a goog i thought you were going to say full as a goose but goog would be close Full as a goose or goog, hopefully it's the same, would be a drunk. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Drunk, replete with food, extremely full, packed in. Yep. Um, in English, a goog is an egg. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. You did an outstanding job. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to 
find some more obscure ones for you next week. Because I, yeah, I, you, you did, you did really well this week. So I, I mean, you should, you should be, uh, you should take a bow there. You know, although you've turned your camera off, but you should take a bow there because you did great with that. Well, even even last week, Tim, who replies to us on Twitter, yeah. he was telling me like he grew up in the country and his uncles and that had lots of slang. I think he was saying right. he, he right. went three or five last week. So yeah, yeah. It was a tough one last week. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully people are, you know, are are pausing at those spots right there so they can think about them a little bit. Or maybe they're just, you know, they're thinking real quick in their mind and going, oh, yeah, I know what that is. Yep, we got it right then. But uh, I, I I have a feeling some people are going to be uh, having to pull, if they're listening to it in their car, they're going to have to pull over to the side of the road uh, when when we got to the second one there. And they're going to have to, <laughs> to check. The, they're going to have to check to see whether or not their pickle has festered. Um <laughs> Which, hey, uh, we just we just talked facts of life, right? We didn't didn't say anything that's not a fact in life. That that's stuff true. Like that, unfortunately, that is, happens. If, that is if you true. don't wrap it up, if you don't wrap it up, it can happen, right? Uh yeah, I guess that would be the case there. Yes, we're gonna. Oh yeah, uh huh. Yep. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. So. Before we go there, sir, where can people find your work and what have you got going on? All right. Well, yep. Tomorrow night, confirmed, 8.25 Eastern again with Gabe Renzi on Sports Grid out of New York. Do the AFL picks and CFL. And uh, that's on Sports Grid, Sirius XM, Channel 159. So you get it on YouTube with the chat. You can participate in the chat while I'm on if you want. Uh, Edmonton Cricket TV still going up to episode 16. And, of course, MickAussie.tv. I've got lots of sports columns on sports TV on there. Are the Elks are playing tonight, aren't they? Yeah, they're starting in like half an hour, but they parted ways with the president and the CEO, Victor Quee, who I'm a big fan of. I got to know him quite well because yeah. I – did the shows for them last year. So a lot of the diehard fans are pretty upset about that. So seems like the board of directors have made another, another terrible mistake because I've made quite a few over the past few years. Wow. Wow. And, uh, while there, while there, you know, there yeah. may be, there may be reason to, you know, to try to get rid of, of those two gentlemen at this point in time, neither one of them are playing in the games. Neither one of them are coaching yeah, well, the team either. So no, Vic. It's just one guy, Victor Cree. He was the president and CEO. He very successful businessman out of somewhere in Asia, where he runs a fight, a uh, a UFC style business that he became very successful at. So he's okay. a really good businessman, and I I feel sorry for him because no matter what you do off the field, if you're not winning. It doesn't matter, right? So, I pretty up, pretty disappointed they let him go. To be honest, yeah, just like you know, just like Al Davis used to say with the with the Oakland, Los Angeles. Well, and I'm not going to say the Vegas Raiders because he passed away before they moved there. It was you know, just win, baby. You know that was yeah, uh, that's yeah. that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. So you got to win. Nothing yep. else matters if you're not winning. Yep. Any words of wisdom before we? Uh, call it an evening and you go back out into the the beautiful 31 degrees celsius up there tonight 
Yeah, probably just touch back on the West Coast Eagles situation. And I did email this to Duffin to quarters and Barrett. Like, uh-huh. how can I, I can't comprehend how the West Coast Eagles have fifty million dollars in the bank and that money is not going back into grassroots football, WAFL. Not all of it, of course, but surely like ten million of it maybe could go back into football in WA. I just cannot understand how that has become the situation that it has. Now, is that, and again, I, I don't know this. This is my naivete here, but does that happen with some of the wealthier clubs in Victoria? Does a a Collingwood or a Richmond or an Essendon turn around and, and reinvest that money into the, uh, into the, uh, the VFL? Or do they put uh, it back well, into their would, own clubs? They would put it into their second team, but, Generally, Collingwood probably have money, but as you know, most of these clubs are not that financially well off. Like Port Adelaide were in trouble for years. Yeah. Um, Collingwood, Collingwood, I'm sure have money, but but if you don't know this, it's really a weird situation that happened in the early '90s. Basically, the the AFL said to the clubs, "Look, we'll bail you out." as long as we control everything. So the Uh AFL pretty much controls all the clubs and owns everything. So it's totally different to what's happened in America where you've got private ownership. Like, it's really quite bizarre what the AFL did back in the 90s, and now they have this massive, massive control of everything. It's it's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah, and I... I... And again, this is not me as an American saying that that the AFL should adopt American style, an American style way of going about doing things. Because I, because I, it, you know, that's one of the things I love about the AFL is that, that the clubs are ostensibly owned by the supporters. But you know, it, I know that there was some talk a couple of years ago that the Giants had actually been exploring the possibility of of having somebody come in actually from the U S as kind of like a, uh, a minority owner of the club. Cause I know that was being talked about before COVID hit because that, that was, I think there was some relationship that with that, with them coming to play a game in Los Angeles against Essendon, like in round one, uh, back in, I think it was supposed to be 2020 that that was supposed to happen. Yeah, I just can't see how private ownership can happen with AFL basically controlling everything. It's, right. It's yeah. Quite again, weird, isn't it? Yeah, and again, I'm not advocating for it at all. I just was, you know, I just didn't know how that would actually work in that type of a setting. So I just, I was just, I was just kind of curious about that. But again, I'm not, you know, I I love that. You know, it's one of the neat things about the, the Green Bay Packers, who are owned by the Packers fans. I mean, they, they, people own stock in that club. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which, which is, which is really cool. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's a, a bit of a bit of a fallacy though, isn't it? It's a bit, bit of a, like, a, I mean, you're never going to get a payout. You're never going to get any oh, money right, coming right. back off your right. shares. Are you? But I, but I, I think if you're a green Bay Packers supporter, you don't care about that. You, you love being able to say that you own part of that team. And then, then you know, you're able to bequeath that, that, chunk of that team to your loved ones when you pass on you know, yeah but didn't the, didn't they release a heap of shares recently to raise money again or something yeah they did they yeah. did no 
I'm not. I'm not being. I suppose I'm being a little bit critical, but yeah, no, it's a cool thing. Yeah. Edmonton here, the Elks here, they're they're a community-owned team, but you know they're talking private ownership might be the go. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Well. Still business and money. Let's isn't let's it, right? let's see if we can get a win first before we worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And who yeah. who are they playing this week? Uh, they play Hamilton, like starting. Yeah, starting now. So yeah, you got to put that on the radio then and give that a listen. Yeah, yeah, I'll listen on the drive back. I won't get right. home in time to watch it all, but I'll get home to watch the second half. Yeah, good deal, good deal. Well, hey man, drive safely. I hope you have a uh, a great uh, great evening. I hope they get the win. I uh, hope you didn't run into any wombat salesman today while you were out and about. Um, wombat sounds well you well you ran it you ran into somebody a couple weeks ago because i was sitting in on and listening to one of your you know your deliveries and you know the person was recognizing you know that you were that you were australian and they brought up they brought up and discuss we're discussing wombats yeah that was funny i used a guy absolutely yep well hey man have a great night and uh good luck to your crows yeah go the crows and the cats Yes, they both need they both need to win this weekend. All right, man. I uh I hope you have a fantastic weekend and uh enjoy the footy. Cool. Thanks, man. See you later. You bet. Cheers. All right, Mick. Hey man, thanks so very much. I appreciate you taking time out of your afternoon. Uh love being able to chat with you about this. We got one round of the regular fixture left and we'll be jumping into finals. Uh so there you have it. There's our round 23 tips. You're going to have to tell us where you think I'm right, where Mick's right, where we're wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, look out for one another. Check up on your family and friends. Make sure they're okay. Let them know if you need to talk. Check up on people, okay? Tell them you love them. Get out and have that coffee. Go have that snack. Get out and watch some local fo- footy. I think finals are happening, starting to happen around the country. Uh, I do have some uh, interviews that are just about solidified that I'm going to be doing very soon. A couple, couple unique ones. I've, I've, uh, I've reached out and I've, I haven't set up the date yet, but I do have confirmation from the marketing director from Major League Cricket here in the United States. They started uh, a cricket league here in the U.S. this year. I'm going to be sitting down and talking with him in the next week and a half or so. I can't wait to do that. I've really become uh, somewhat enamored with cricket. I've, I subscribe to this Willow TV app here in the U.S. And it is, it's like trying, you know, if you're wanting to watch a little bit of cricket, it's like trying to get a drink of water out of a fire hose. There is so much cricket from around the world from, and I've not, I've not even begun to scratch the surface. I watched all of the games of the major league cricket season. I've watched a couple IPL games. I've watched uh, some highlights from uh, big bash league clubs. Again, I'm trying to figure out which club do I want to support in the uh, Big Bash League, so please reach out and let me know who you think I should be supporting there. You know, keep in mind, you know, when I became a cat supporter, I became a cat supporter for a couple reasons. One, because, you know, Ford was one of their major sponsors, and, you know, Ford has been part of my family going back three generations now. We've got almost 100, you know, relatives on my dad's side of the family, almost 175 years of working at Ford. I kind of like the idea of supporting a, a smaller town club, if you will, in Geelong, um, and again, this is no disrespect to any of the other clubs around the country. It's kind of the reason why I went with them. So, you know, you'll have to reach out and let me know who you think I should be supporting in the Big Bash League. I'm not sure I'm ready to dive into the long-form cricket. I may watch some of the highlights from the Ashes that took place, but I, I don't, 
I, I guess it's not a whole lot different than watching, you know, a, a, a New York Yankees, Boston Red Sox four game series at Fenway Park. You know, it, it's it's kind of the same thing with regards to the Ashes, I guess. Not not in terms of the stature of it, but in terms of the length of it, because it's going on over the course of several days. Okay. Now, folks, remember, you can find everything about the podcast over at my website, ayankonthefooty.com. I do hope you'll sign up and get on the mailing list over there. Um, if you enjoy the show, I do hope you leave a review. I am going to be putting out a new blog post here in the next day or two. I've got some things that I need to, to discuss with you and to toss out to you and kind of let you know what's been happening this summer because uh, I appreciate all of you who have stuck with the podcast this summer because episodes have been much fewer and further between than I would like. You know, for those of you who've been following the podcast for, you know, since the inception or for a long period of time, you know, we're almost 350 episodes into this journey. And the way this summer has gone for me, it has precluded me from doing all of the other things in terms of, of doing interviews and things like that that I want to do. I There just has not been time enough in the day. And when there was a little bit of time, I was struggling to maintain consciousness, quite frankly, because of the the working hours that I was putting forth. And quite frankly, the I don't want to say the abuse that I was putting my body through, but for somebody of my age, I'm going to use a technical term, and I'll talk more about this in the blog, blog post coming up soon. I was working my ass off. Okay, I really was. I, I worked hard this summer. And, and, and that's, again, no disrespect for people who work hard every single day. I'm a school teacher. We don't always do those kinds of hard things at work, you know, all that physical labor. And I, and, I, and I have the utmost respect for people who work with their hands and can fix things and have mechanical ability and that sort of thing. I don't have those things. I tip my cap to those of you who can do those kinds of things because I, I am in awe of folks like you that can do that sort of thing. So again, back to my website. You can leave a review. Get on the mailing list so new episodes come out. If you want to help out the podcast, you can click on my Redbubble page and pick up uh, a T-shirt, a sticker, or something of that nature. If you want to help out the podcast, also you can click on that Buy Me a Coffee button. Uh, help keep the lights on. You know, truth be told, you know, some of that may end up getting used towards uh, coming to Australia in 2024. Uh, I think I am well on my way. Uh, so there'll be certainly more of that coming about. And if you know anybody in the uh, AFL house and say, hey, do you want to get the 2024 fixture out uh, in September? Or maybe October, rather than waiting till like January? That would be awesome, because it would really help with my planning uh, in terms of when I'm going to be there. So again, you can also reach me at yank underscore on Twitter or to yankonthefootygmail.com, a Yank on the Footy podcast on Facebook, a Yank on the Footy over on Instagram. Folks, I appreciate the kind words. I thank you for tuning in. I appreciate your patience for what's been a very busy summer here in, in uh, Sandusky, Ohio. And as always, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 282 of Yank on the Footy. Again, thanks for checking out this episode. I do hope you'll share it with your friends and family. I do hope you'll come back again for the next episode. And if you haven't subscribed yet, I really hope you'll do that as well, folks. And until next time, goodbye.